Book Two, Part One of On the Nature of Things by Titus Lucretius Carus. Translated by William Ellery Leonard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Daniel Vermont. Book Two, Part One. Proem. Tis sweet when down the mighty main the winds roll up its waste of waters from the land to watch another's laboring anguish far not that we joyously delight that man should thus be smitten but because tis sweet to mark what evils we ourselves be spared tis sweet again to view the mighty strife of armies embattled yonder o'er the plains ourselves no sharers in the peril but naught there is more goodly than to hold the high serene plateaus well fortressed by the wise whence thou mayest look below on other men and see them everywhere wandering all dispersed in their lone seeking for the road of life rivals in genius or emulous in rank pressing through days and nights with hugest toil for summits of power and mastery of the world o oh, wretched minds of men o oh, blinded hearts in how great perils in what darks of life are spent the human years however brief oh not to see that nature for herself barks after nothing save that pain keep off disjoined from the body and that mind enjoy delightsome feeling far from care and fear therefore we see that our corporeal life needs little altogether and only such as takes the pain away and can besides strew underneath some number of delights more grateful tis at times for nature craves no artifice nor luxury if forsooth there be no golden images of boys along the halls with right hands holding out the lamps ablaze the lights for evening feasts and if the house doth glitter not with gold nor gleam with silver and to the lyre resound no fretted and gilded ceilings overhead yet still to lounge with friends in the soft grass beside a river of water underneath a big tree's boughs and merrily to refresh our frames with no vast outlay most of all if the weather is laughing and the times of the year besprinkle the green of the grass around with flowers nor yet the quicker will hot fevers go if on a pictured tapestry thou toss or purple robe than if tis thine to lie upon the poor man's bedding wherefore since treasure nor rank nor glory of a reign avail us naught for this our body thus reckon them likewise nothing for the mind save then perchance when thou beholdest forth thy legions swarming round the field of mars rousing a mimic warfare either side strengthened with large auxiliaries and horse alike equipped with arms alike inspired or save when also thou beholdest forth thy fleets to swarm deploying down the sea for then 
by such bright circumstance abashed religion pales and flees thy mind oh then the fears of death leave heart so free of care but if we note how all this pomp at last is but a drollery and a mocking sport and of a truth man's dread with cares at heels dreads not these sounds of arms these savage swords but among kings and lords of all the world mingles undaunted nor is overawed by gleam of gold nor by the splendour bright of purple robe canst thou then doubt that this is aught but power of thinking when besides the whole of life but labours in the dark for just as children tremble and fear all in the viewless dark so even we at times dread in the light so many things that be no whit more fearsome than what children feign shuddering will be upon them in the dark this terror then this darkness of the mind not sunrise with its flaring spokes of light nor glittering arrows of morning can disperse but only nature's aspect and her law end of book two part one recording by daniel vermont osaka japan